lovers, and welcome to the Seafood News Podcast, brought to you by Erna Berry. I'm your host, Amanda Buckle, and here with me today is marketing assistant, Nicole Christie. Hey, Amanda. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back for the relaunch of the Seafood News Podcast. I know. It's been a while. We've kind of been on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, the person who formerly ran it, uh, Michael Ramsing, he left the company, and I'm here now. <laughs> we'll just think of it as an extended summer break, and now we're back Midwinter. That is quite the extended summer break. <laughs> yes. But it has, it's been seven, almost seven months, a little over seven months since our last update, but we're back with a vengeance and we're ready to talk seafood weekly. So what do you say we get right to it? Let's do it. All right. So we're going to start off with numbers, which is always fun. But uh, November shrimp imports came out on Friday and uh, UB president Paul Brown kind of broke it down for us. November imports were up 5.9%, leaving year-to-date imports 10% higher with just one more month to go. So we got to see what December brings. The average import value for this November was $4.46 compared to November 2016, which was at $4.26. Indonesian imports were both significantly higher for the month. Year-to-date Indian imports rose at 39.7%, but Indonesian imports were down slightly year-to-date. Chinese imports are higher both for the month and year-to-date. Mexican and Argentine imports are sharply higher for the month. And we've also got December refusals to go through, but why don't we take a break from all these numbers? And uh, I know I need a little break from the numbers. It's, it's kind of like a mouthful. I know it's really important stuff, but... Yeah, math was never my force. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this story caught my eye this week, and I'm obsessed with it because the California Department of Fish and Wildlife posted these amazing photos of this mountain lion cub. And now you might be asking, what does mountain lion cub have to do with seafood? And Nicole's going to explain it for us. Oh, thanks, Amanda. As we all know, California has been dealing with those really horrible wildfires. The fires are being called the most destructive on record and destroyed a number of homes and businesses, as well as killed 45 civilians and a firefighter. There's also been a number of wildlife deaths, but a young mountain lion cub rescued from the wildfire will be okay, thanks to some tilapia skin. The cub was rescued from the Thomas Fire, which destroyed over 270,000 acres in Southern California. All four of its paws sustained severe burns, but the staff at UC David Veterinary Medical Teaching Hospital have been nice enough to treat the cub with sterilized tilapia skin. Yes, you heard it right, tilapia skin. The fish skin is sterilized to remove any bacteria, and then it's kind of used as a bandage to cover the serious burns. So the tilapia skin has collagen proteins, which aid in scarring, but it can also cut down healing time and reduce the use of pain medication. And I just wanted to note, guys, if you saw the picture of the little lion cub, we're glad to hear he's doing better. Exactly. And what's cool about this is that this treatment of you know, tilapia skin isn't like completely out of left field. Uh, doctors in Brazil have been treating burn victims with tilapia skin. It's not being used on humans in the U.S., but they say that this cub, uh, the treatment's going well with the cub and it's expected to recover. Uh, he won't be able to go back out into the wild, unfortunately, but he'll be placed in some sort of... Preserve. Yeah, mm-hmm. so anyway, it's a, it's a nice ending for something that's horrible happening. Um, but you can actually follow us on Instagram at Seafood News to see the photos. So oh, if, if mountain lion cubs covered in tilapia skin are your thing, come check it out. <laughs> come check it out. Now, uh, back to more numbers. We've got the FDA seafood refusals for December. Total refusals of shipments in December 2017 were down over 25%. When looking back at 2017, lower refusals was a trend, except for March and August, which saw an increase in total refusals compared to 2016. For December, the biggest drop year date is Snapper, with 59 refusals compared to 228 a year ago. That's an over 74% decrease. 
Lobster is close behind that with an over 71% freeze. There were six refusals of lobster in 2017. Meanwhile, unclassified fish remain at the top of refusals, up over 256% year-to-date. Unclassified fish had a total of 228 refusals in 2017 compared to 64 in 2016. Tilapia also increased with 68 refusals this year compared to 63 last year. And you can get more information on refusals over at foreign trade data. And that wraps up our podcast, Nicole. We're high-fiving. There we go. You could First hear that. one of the year of 2018. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for listening. And we'll be on this every week. So uh, definitely tune in, you know, hit that follow button and be sure to keep up with every issue of the podcast. Every episode? Episode. episode. I would make more call sense. This an episode. I'm thinking issue because we're working on our next issue of the, the Earner Reporter. Better Reporter. Which you should sign up for as well and follow the reporter. Too. Follow it on Twitter. What's the Twitter handle? At UB Reporter. Okay, gotcha. We're also heading to Los Angeles on February 8th for Earner Berry's Seafood Import Workshop. So if you're interested in learning how to make sure that your business is compliant, definitely get more information on that. And you can find us at earnerberry.com backslash SIW. Um, You'll be able to hear from expert speakers on how government regulations and voluntary standards are changing seafood trade in the U.S., plus information on the new USDA inspection of pegasus and much more. So once again, that's earnerberry.com, U-R-N-E-R-B-A-R-R-Y.com backslash S-I-W. Or you can call 1-800-932-0617. Thanks for tuning in.